Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I've battled breast cancer five times in the last 23 years. I am also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life, which is now available on Audible's. I'm so excited. Yay. I know it. It's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 25-year breast cancer survivor, certified life coach, and the author of my book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. And Becky and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. So one of the things that I wanted to just start the program off with today was the topic of listening. Now, listening comes pretty easy to most of us, but not really, because we listen for things like, well, what am I going to say next, right? Boy, We're that's not true. really listening. And if we give the space for the people in our lives to just talk and encourage them to talk, we will hear things we've never heard before. Um, uh, the workshop I went to this weekend, I love, he has a term for it, listen until they become brilliant. And it's fabulous because, again, in our society, and especially I think it's with women too, we're, we're, you know, we kind of butt in and we take, you know, we hijack the conversation to where we want it to go. And, you know, we, we think we're, we're doing fine, but, you know, really there's so much more that we don't allow each other to say and it's probably just starting to get good when we interrupt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I just wanted a good reminder about that. And when you're listening to someone, and especially if it's, you know, a topic that's really important, you can ask them things like, what else is scaring you right now? Or tell me more about that. And prompt them that way rather than figuring out what you want to add to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think these conversations will become deeper and they will become more meaningful and listen for brilliance. You know, Sharon, thank you for that reminder. And I, and I just, I want to add to that. You are so good at that. You know, and I know you said that most of us listen. I, I have to disagree with that. I think, I think most people don't polite. listen. That, yeah, they're being polite. You know, when I think about some of these um, talking head news shows, you know, like the ones where they're talking and bashing whoever's not running right. on the party ticket. Yeah. You can just see their mouths trying to form words to jump in. And you know they're going to just butt in and say what they were going to say without listening to anything that was said before them. And you, exactly. you just see it. And But you are so, you are a natural natural born listener. It is a gift and it is one of your gifts. So thank you though for the reminder because what you're saying is is easy to do. It's just a choice if we do it or not. So Exactly. And it thank takes a you. lot of practice. It does. Because again, we're 
programmed to do it a different way. And that's okay. We just need to practice. So instead of just like, oh, I got to get something in that conversation. (laughs) And especially when we're talking about political or things that are heated or we disagree with, you know, all we want to do is get our opinion out there. And honestly, you might realize if you just don't do that, that you're closer in beliefs and and philosophies than you really ever thought you were. That is so true. Well, thank you for that. That is a really good reminder. And yeah, so let's take that into our day today. So with that, I get the pleasure of introducing our very special guest. Um, this is a lady that we have come to know and love and for so many reasons, but she has been a huge supporter of Breast Friends. She's been on our board of directors for quite a long time. She's helped us get secure sponsorships from the companies that she's worked for. And she has served as our board president for the last few years. We won't let her go. <laughs> we have three, <laughs> three-year terms, and you can repeat them once, so you can actually have six years. But I think she's coming up on that, and we're not, we don't want to let her go. Anyway, <laughs> she is also the recipient of an annual award that we offer called the Angel Award. And really what that award is, is it's given to kind of a, a, a volunteer, but we sort of look at that person as an ambassador in the community. And our guest today received that wholeheartedly with with, uh, with absolutely no dissension in the ranks. Um, she's one of those people who knows a lot about a lot. And when I need an expert opinion on something, she's the one I call. We don't always agree, but that's okay too. Maybe yeah. if I listen better, maybe I'll... <laughs> what you're saying but I do often reach out to her when I need advice on something because she just knows a lot she is also a fabulous drummer and we've actually been in a band together so our our roots go very deep with this person and I am so pleased to call her my friend please welcome Gail Levine hi Gail hi Hi, Becky hi Sharon (laughs) it's such a pleasure to be here with two of my best friends I know and I love it I love it We are excited to have you on our show today because we're going to talk about volunteerism because that's been a huge part. Hold on, please. Love that when that happens. And you you epitomize that volunteerism concept. And that's why I thought, what a perfect guest for this topic. Yeah, you are. Thank you. This is great. So, Gail, before we get into volunteerism, we know so much about you and your fabulousness but our audience doesn't have a clue about you. So why don't you take a minute, talk about your career, your life, your drumming, (laughs) all of this. (laughs) Okay, sure. Well, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for a very long time. It's about 35 years. I was a trained dietitian. I worked in the field of nutrition for a few years before that. So I've always been kind of healthcare focused And uh, right now I'm in an unusual sort of living arrangement because my husband's job is in Texas and mine's in Oregon. So we have two separate houses and we see each other as often as we can once or twice a month because, you know, we have to use vacation days to see each other. Mm -hmm. And because we have two grown sons, that's given me a lot more time and that kind of touches our topic today on volunteerism because that is a really wonderful thing to do when you have free time. (laughs) Um, So like I said, we have two grown sons and one of my major hobbies, as Becky mentioned, is playing drums and singing in bands. So currently I'm in an original rock band 
called The Blow Frogs with a Z. I'll put in a plug. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just really, really been a fun hobby. And it does touch upon a hobby that Becky has as well, because fans of the show probably know Becky loves to sing. And one of the things that um, we've done is we created a band at one point called Bucket List, because it was on (laughs) Becky's bucket list to be a singer in a band. So my husband and I and Becky's husband, Bill, we had this band for a few years. And it's, it was really, really a great time. And Becky's gone on to do a lot with her singing career, as some of you who are fans of the show may have heard about. So that's, that's basically me in a nutshell. Um, I just like to keep busy and having all that extra time on my hands with my strange living situation has given me a lot of time to explore other aspects of myself through volunteering. Well, and Gail, just to, to kind of accent this comment I made earlier, you are a good friend, and you knew how much I wanted to sing lead with the band. And, you know, it's hard to find a band that will invite you in, but if you create your own, then, you know, it's kind hey, of yeah. a shoe-in. <laughs> That's right. But that was part of why you did that, you know, because you, and you were already so busy doing, I think at that time you were already in two or maybe three other bands, and you did that anyway to, to help me out. That's the kind of friend you are. So we love you for that, and I love you for that especially. But um, let's let's kind of move on. I, I want to, I would love it if you would talk about the very first time we met you because we had no idea who you were till you walked in so why don't you talk about that for a minute yeah so at the time the company I was working for was really encouraging our volunteering within the cancer community so that we could understand the patient's realities and I was looking for some sort of organization to really you know get involved in on not just for the three days per year that they paid us to go out and volunteer, but evenings and weekends as well. And I used to drive by this sign all the time on the main road near where I lived, and it said, Breast Friends. And one day I just noticed it and thought to myself, what in the world is that? And I Googled it, and I called and talked to Becky, and she said, come on in. So I drove over there and stopped in and that was how Becky and I first met and as soon as I got involved with Breast Friends it was such a a sense of warmth and belonging and I myself am not a cancer survivor but I just felt so welcome and it fulfilled a need that I had in myself you know looking back and thinking about all the years I've been involved with Breast Friends. I mean, I've been to Europe with Becky and Sharon. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) And none of all of those wonderful things in my life would have happened if I hadn't first made that that curious comment to myself, what in the world is Breast Friends, and and followed up on it. So that's that's how it all got started with Breast Friends. And so, and as, and as Becky said, we haven't let you go yet. No, <laughs> we're not about to anytime soon that yeah. I can tell. So, Gail, you you know you kind you came around. We became friends. You you yeah. And I know, like you said, you weren't a survivor, but you you did work for a company that that um, has drugs within that industry or within the breast cancer arena. And so there was kind of a natural interest in it anyway. But 
But there was, it was so much more than just that. You know, we, like you said, we connected, went to Europe, and we even stood in a geyser in Iceland together. (laughs) (laughs) We're very cool. So, but eventually you became a volunteer with us, and it didn't take very long. So, why don't you speak about that? When did you become a volunteer, and why specifically? Well, it was fairly immediate. You know, I, I probably asked Becky, well, what can I do here as a volunteer? And I, I thought I'll pitch in and whatever is needed. So even if it's just like, you know, sealing envelopes, folding papers to do a mailing, I'm there. I'm happy to do it. And, you know, volunteering at, say, the survivor luncheon or just working on projects. A lot of what I did was something that I knew I could be good at. For example, fundraising or procuring items for auctions. So speaking to folks that are thinking about what can I do as a volunteer, I would say, look at the skills that you have already. And because I've been in sales for so many years, I'm not afraid to ask for things. So I knew that that was one way I could volunteer and and, you know, definitely asking for things. <laughs> I, I loved how you described yourself one time. You said, I'm a good beggar. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. My gosh, and I don't think not people afraid to ask. no. Not afraid to ask, that's no. for sure. So. And then I know you do a lot of volunteering for other people, too, for other organizations, too. And, you know, you want to just talk briefly? We've got a couple minutes before we go out to break. So, and I know Sharon's got a lot of questions for you. So, um, okay. Yeah, just, sure. So, I volunteer for several organizations on a regular basis, and then I fill in with one-offs, you know, on my my spare time beyond that. So Breast Friends is a big part of it, and, and like you guys have said, I'm on the board. I also uh, volunteer for a local group called Positive Charge, which isn't a nonprofit, but just kind of works to volunteer with other nonprofits, and we do different projects. You know, we've worked with the Ronald McDonald House, Urban Gleaners, Meals on Wheel people, <clears throat> and things like that. So, you know, what we try to do is amplify kindness because of all the bad news in the world. We want to put some good out there. I volunteer with Friends of Trees, calling people to um, make sure that they can select the species of trees so that, you know, they could be planted in their parking strip or yards. And tomorrow, in fact, is my orientation to start volunteering with the Providence Portland Medical Center Hospital near where I live because I have that healthcare experience and I'm, I'm not weirded out by being inside of hospitals or, you know, clinical areas. I thought that would be a good thing to do one evening a week and uh, you know different one-offs you know when there's something to do with the Oregon Food Bank I'm there you know I volunteered at the the street fair in the community where I live I volunteered at the Holiday Ale Fest pouring <laughs> beer how fun is that um, I'm going to volunteer with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society in a week or two at their gala I volunteered at American Heart Association a few years back um, you know, there's been many things through the years, but I find that you don't just have to volunteer in one area of interest, just like people are multidimensional. There are many different things you could do. The whole, the Friends of Trees thing was something that I had never thought of doing before, but, you know, who doesn't like plants and trees and want to see a cleaner air and better environment? Boy, so those are just so a few of the it's just yeah. a few of them, yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah, just <laughs> kind of a never-ending list, I think. You know, the next part of this, what we're going to talk about, I think let's hold it to the other side of the break because if I'm looking at the time right, I think we're about ready to go out to break. Yep, is that is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and do that? And when we pick it up, Sharon's got some great questions for you, like, why do you do all this? So anyway, stay tuned. We will be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We are talking about volunteering with uh, our guest, Gail Levine. So I'm excited to talk about volunteering because if you do any kind of volunteering, you know how special it is. But for those that maybe have thought about it and just haven't done it, let's talk about the benefits of volunteering, Gail. Absolutely. There are so many benefits. You know, I've heard people say that volunteering brings more good to the volunteer, even than the organization they volunteer for. I don't know if I would try and make that equivalency, but certainly it's tremendous for the person who volunteers. For one thing, it connects you with other people. Oh, and by the way, I found a really great resource online about the benefits of volunteering it's on a website called helpguide.org and if you search on volunteering it pulls up an article called volunteering it's surprising benefits and a lot of the points I'm going to make are in that article in case you wanted to take notes you don't need to (laughs) so volunteering (laughs) it really does connect you with other people and you know as I mentioned in the beginning I have a lot of extra time on my hand And for people who are maybe empty nesters, or in my case, you know, my husband lives in a different house because of his work, I have all this time and I'm used to being a nurturer, taking care of people. I'm used to being busy constantly, working full time, raising kids, all that sort of thing. So I find that it's not good for me to be alone at home with nothing to do. And I know other people would say, there's always something to do. But the way I choose to fill my extra time is to go out and volunteer in the community. It connects me to other people. That's Mm. the main thing. And by doing that, I make new friends. And I have to say, case in point, I wouldn't know Becky and Sharon if I hadn't volunteered with Breast Friends. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just I think about how much my life has benefited from knowing Becky, Sharon, the Breast Friends staff, volunteers, and the board of directors. It's pretty amazing. I couldn't imagine taking that out of my life. And in fact, at one point when I was, um, I couldn't get into my new house that we had bought, and I had like three weeks to be kind of living out of a suitcase on the road, Becky took me in. So I mean, I really (laughs) feel like part of the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, volunteering also increases your skills like say you're shy and you want a little practice well there's always social skills relationship skills with people in the volunteer organization and if you have 
children and you want to be a shining example and instill those values in your kids, volunteer as a family. You know, I was at the Oregon Food Bank and people love to bring their kids and they do what they can, you know, whether we're packaging big pallets of carrots, you know, the kids love to pitch in on that kind of thing. It teaches your kids about giving back. And volunteering isn't just good psychologically. It's really good for your physical health. Volunteering can combat depression. I know that if I spend too much time alone, I start going down that road. I need to be energized with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of an extrovert, so people energize me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so volunteering, it just makes you happy. And once again, if, you know, you're doing skills that you're not used to doing, that gives you confidence because you know you could learn new things. You could take on new things. It, it adds to your, your armamentarium of skills. And definitely, whatever you choose to volunteer at, that mission would be close to your heart. And it gives you a sense of purpose in life. So those are just a few of the things. Well, and I love that because, again, um, Whether you're um, in the middle of that crazy time where you've got young kids and, you know, you've got 15 things, 15 plates going at the same time, you know, Um, you know, again, slowing down and really understanding the benefits of volunteering both for yourself and your children, um, it does give them a sense of, oh, okay, it's not all about me. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even when I don't get X, Y, Z, when I've asked for it, oh, these people, they don't even have a bed to sleep in. Oh, they don't have any toys. Oh, you know, it kind of just changes all of our perspective, um, but it is, again, a wonderful thing for being a role model for children and and that sort of thing. Also, when you have more time, like you're saying, um, in your situation, or you're retired, or you're just slowing down a little bit, your kids are out of the house, and you've got all these hours on your hands, and you're right. Um, you know, we have some amazing entertainment um, right at our fingertips, but, you know, sitting down and watching TV all the time is not the way to make a difference in the world. <laughs> True. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's nice to relax and all that, but again, making sure that you're really fulfilled. And I think there's a little hole in each of us that we need to feel we're making a difference. We need to have a purpose in life. And so, Finding something that's really important to you and then being able to um, uh, plug into an organization that does what is important to you. I think that's fabulous. And Sharon, you made a point that, you know, it gets you out in the world and you experience different things. Maybe you didn't know about certain problems out there. So, for example, you know, through Positive Charge, we've worked on making lap pads for kids that were the victims of sexual trafficking, human trafficking, and they they really need a hug, but they don't like to be touched to, right. you know, for obvious reasons. So we were making weighted lap pads and neck pads so that they could sit with that and feel comforted. So that kind of opened my eyes to a problem in our community that I normally wouldn't encounter. Right. Um, right. And we've, we've also made welcome boxes for kids waiting at DHS before they get 
um, a new foster home situation, and they may mm-hmm. have just been taken from their homes, and they really don't know where they're going. They don't even have a toothbrush, so we've packed oh. boxes okay. with essentials, and you know, for different boys, girls, different ages. Oh, that's and, fabulous! Yeah, because sometimes that happens in the middle of the night. Exactly, and they yeah. could be sitting for hours just sitting by themselves and oh. giving them, you know, something to do, a snack, a few things, some toys that they could feel they own because they might not own anything. So these are all experiences that I wouldn't have had had I not volunteered and, and seen what's been going on in the world that maybe doesn't <laughs> encounter my, my nice little life that I have, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes we are, um, we, we appreciate our own lives better too when we understand that, wow, you know, this, this could have been my life or this could have happened to me. I mean, I know when we, when Becky and I started um, uh, volunteering at the women's prison here in Oregon, um, you know, you just, you look at these women and, you know, uh, I think our first tendency might be to judge those women, but, but not really, because if our circumstances had just been a little bit different, who knows, we could have been in there, you know, so, so again, we, we all put our pants on the same way as how I like to say, right? (laughs) you know, whether you're very wealthy or you're very successful or you're not, yeah, you're going through a tough time. I mean, we all have humanity in common. And again, we all have our basic needs, like you said, being hugged or, you know, feeling, feeling like we have our own possessions. I mean, little things that whew, make a big, big difference to all of us. So absolutely. Um, now, if, if you're uh, have limited mobility, what would your yes. comment be about volunteering? Yeah, and I was just going to mention that um, in one of the groups I volunteer, there's this lady who comes quite often, but someone has to pick her up. She has a wheelchair. She's in her 80s. She's hard of hearing, but this lady has a heart of gold, and she comes to every event as long as someone kind picks her up. So someone volunteers and picks her up, and sometimes she can't hear what we're talking about but she could be doing whatever the activity it is that we're doing that's precious that's precious i know my my um birth mom is uh in bend oregon and she's so cute because you know she fell like last july broke her hip so her mobility has definitely uh, been compromised she certainly doesn't drive any longer all those kinds of things but you know what she does she sits in her chair. Home. <laughs> she, do- she does, actually. She sits in her chair and she crochets hats for the babies in the hospitals. Sweet. Yeah. You know, so she's taken a talent that she has, and which for her it's no big deal, kind of like me, because I love to crochet and knit and do those kind of things. And <clears throat> she's taken something that she's always liked. And has continued, and and eighty nine years old, she's still whipping these hats out. Good for I her. Just, I just love that about her, and yeah. she's willing to. It feels good to her. It feels good to um, be needed and to use her skills and her talents to be able to help other people. So it's exactly, nice. and it's funny you should mention crochet because I hadn't crocheted in years, but I just 
finished making a sleeping mat out of what we call plarn, plastic yarn. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to get this project to you too, Sharon, since you're a crocheter. Yeah. But, and all those excess plastic garbage bags, or oh. excuse me, and grocery bags, plastic bags that have been used once that may end up in a landfill somewhere. Hopefully they get recycled, but even that's not a perfect solution. So because they exist, we are, there's a group of people there, quite nationwide, there's people doing this everywhere. You cut the bags into strips and make them into a ball of yarn called plarn, and then you crochet it into a sleeping mat for what we call urban campers, homeless folks that don't want to be sleeping on the ground. It's waterproof. You know, bugs don't like it. And That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So another crochet project for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think. Hi, again, ladies. Can you hear me? Yes. Ladies. There you are. Hi, Becky. Can you, I lost my internet connection, so I have been off <laughs> this whole time. And I just wanted to let you know I'm, I'm at least on the phone. I'm still trying to get back online. But um, but I've been listening to the conversation. It sounds great. And you got all the way through that, that part. So. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, I just wanted to so, talk a little bit so, more about purpose. I just wanted yeah, to talk about um, purpose. You know, I did, I, okay. Um, yeah, I did want to kind of talk about that a little bit because one of the things that, you know, when we talk about volunteering and things that we want to be really involved in is, you know, finding our purpose and and knowing what that is. And sometimes, you know, volunteering kind of helps you discover some of that. But, um, but you know, and I have no idea how far you guys got through all that. So, so yeah, Sharon, why don't you yes. continue with your conversation the way it was? Because I, I have nothing to contribute until I get caught up here. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> More technology. Okay, we're glad you're back. <laughs> yes, welcome back. But, so, for, yeah. but for people who are like a little bit older, I think it's really important for all of us to still have a purpose. Just because you're no longer in the workforce any longer, um, no, your, your kids maybe don't need you as often. I mean, I can t- guarantee you my adult children still need me, but it's not th- the same as having them under your roof. And, and that's so, a good thing. They've got to leave the nest sometime. You've exactly. done your job if they don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But again, for those of us who loved being mom and having that, you know, nurturing peace, to your point, you need to still nurture yourself by using those gifts and talents with other people because somebody else's children might need nurturing or the rest, I mean, you know, like breast fronts, you know, we, we definitely uh, lead with a hug and make sure people feel comfortable and try to listen to what they're going through. But again, we f- hopefully make them feel very special um, in doing that and in, in kind when they get through whatever they're going through. Um, we end up being able to pick them up as volunteers because they had such a great experience. That's so true, Sharon. And, you know, for those of us still in the workforce, you have a a purpose as maybe why you chose that job. Well, maybe it was just something that had a good income, but, you know, a lot of people work at what they love. And what I love to do has to do with health care and working in the cancer community. So volunteering for organizations such as Breast Friends has just been a natural fit. 
And in fact, um, it was so encouraged by one of my companies I worked for that I actually got to win an award for my volunteer work. And yeah, yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? (laughs) It sure was. And I got to go to Japan and present to people from different countries and hear their volunteer projects. But I think what really what really helped me win that panel of judges over whoever they were that picked my uh, my story was talking about Becky and Bucket List. So, Becky, I think I heard you coming back in. Are you here? <laughs> I'm sure trying to be. <laughs> oh, good. There you are. Yay. We, had a, we had a message that our internet was going to be out till 1.20 this afternoon, but for oh, some well. reason it's it's back, but I can't send you guys any messages, so I'm just going to listen for a while. I'll jump in when it feels appropriate. (laughs) And you know what? It is time for us to go out and break, so let's talk a little bit more about how your um, volunteer efforts can actually help you in the future. So with that, we'll see you in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the benefits of volunteering with our guest, Gail Levine. So, Gail, you were you were talking about you actually won an award and a trip to Japan <laughs> because of your volunteerism. Yes, that was when I was working for a Japanese company, and they really encouraged what they called human health care. And, you know, they they very much wanted to know what we were doing in our communities 
to learn the cancer patient's reality because that made us better at our jobs. And I wrote up a a story about how I got involved with Breast Friends. And one of the things I mentioned in it was that we started up the band bucket list for, for Becky. And, you know, I, I think that really did tug on people's heartstrings to think about, you know, our time in life for everybody is limited, but to know what you want to do and then to make it happen that yeah. I, I think it was, everybody could relate to that. So that was really amazing. And I guess I've always been kind of a volunteer person because um, the company before that, we were, I was a manager and we were encouraged to do a team building activity. So, you know, people had picnics and barbecues, played softball, but I brought us all over to Habitat for Humanity and we helped build the house. So, you know, I I won a (laughs) a caring award for that because it was just a natural thing for me to want to pitch in and be productive while we're having fun, right? Right. Accomplish something. But I also wanted to talk about something people might be wondering. How do you know what to volunteer at, right? How do you know who needs you, what you're good at, what would work out in both directions? So um, another thing that helped me figure that out recently is I moved to a new neighborhood. And I wanted to get to know people on a different side of town. You know, how how am I going to learn about where I live now? So that's why I was looking to volunteer for, you know, the street fair or, you know, organizations that are on my side of town. And that's something that I would encourage everything, everybody to do is to look at what's local to you. And there is a website called volunteermatch.org. And when I looked up how many um, organizations, and this lists nonprofits that are in my zip code area. So Portland, Oregon has 786 volunteer opportunities for organizations. Yes. And it has a search engine in it. So you could search different purposes. Like you want to work um, something to do with children or something to do with the environment or, you know, whatever it is, you can find your, just your cup of tea that way. And, and they'll love you for it because people need you. <laughs> and, and the great thing about that too, is it allows you to, without a whole lot of commitment, try something new, right? It's like you can dabble in it to see, oh, do I like that? Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then if it is something that you like, then of course, then you can do more of it. But if it's something that's just not floating your boat, it's okay. There's a lot of other organizations that can use your help. So can I say something along that line? All of our employees at Breast Friends, that everybody that we have on our staff right now all started as volunteers and they all came on board just to help out and see, you know, see what it's like. And, 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 you know, they made themselves so valuable to us that we ended up hiring them. And, you know, as we're going forward, you know, we've got a, a really steady core of people now that can really take us to that next level. And, and I think that's one of the, one of the benefits too, you know, you find out what you like to do and you prove yourself valuable to the people that you're working with. And, you know, like Diana, for example, was our longest employee that we've had. Well, she made herself so valuable. We couldn't 
stand the thought of letting her go. So, <laughs> you know, and she's still there to this day doing really great things for us. And, um, but everybody on our staff started as volunteers, including Sharon and me. You know, yeah, we started yeah. seven years. Yeah. We volunteered for this organization as we were building it and creating it. And, you know, you find something that you love and, and it, it works out. Yeah, and, Becky, and, that's an excellent point that, you know, you get so, job skills through volunteering. And yeah. what, do you, what do you think all those unpaid internships are that people do to get jobs? Those exactly. are volunteering. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So those things are all very important. And I think especially as you're leaving your maybe main career and you're like, okay, what's next? I mean, you know, we're all getting a little older. I mean, I am anyway. I'm getting um, a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, it's all about perspective. Um, you know, looking at, yeah, I'm not 25 any longer, but that doesn't mean that just because I'm retiring for from a particular job um, that I don't that I'm retiring from the world or from a society or whatever. I mean, I have still a lot to give and so do most of the people out there, no matter how old you are. And so, yeah, you may not be able to do some of the things that you could have done when you were 25, but that's okay. That's okay. Find something that you love that, that really brings you joy and just keep doing it. And your life will be so much fuller and brighter and more more fun. Yeah. And to those folks that are, you know, maybe in their 20s and they're not working in the field that they exactly want and they're kind of looking for something else, volunteer for sure. And you get a taste of different, different aspects, different industries, your community, and you may just hit on that thing that you love. I know that's kind of the mantra now, do what you love. Right. And volunteering is all about that. And I was thinking, you know, I, I'm a very active person. I'm happier when I'm busy, when I'm productive. And at that point in time, when I do, vol- uh, excuse me, when I do retire, I could have a whole encore career of just volunteering. Absolutely. I can volunteer full time. <laughs> it's my dream. It's going to be so much fun. And the great thing about volunteering is that, you know, you're, it's not like working for a living where you're you're evaluated, you have standards for performance, volunteering. Obviously, you your standards are there. You don't want to do a, a lousy job for somebody and cause them to have to um, spend time to correct what you're doing for them. True. But, <laughs> yes, but it's it's a freeing sense of being able to volunteer as opposed to working for a living, which we all, you know, have to do anyway. So I would encourage people to consider it as an encore career as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Definitely. You know, Gail, that the uh, resourcehelpguide.org that you um, mentioned to us earlier, they have some really good tips on, on just how to get started. You know, some questions to ask yourself. And do you can you take a minute and kind of go through those real quickly? Yeah, um, you can ask yourself about your interests, you know, whatever you're passionate about, that is something to look into. So, for example, you know, I like feeding people and I ended up participating in a food project where it's as simple as just filling up a bag of food and and putting it on your front porch and other volunteers come and pick it up and take it to the food bank and a lot of food gets collected that way. 
or, you know, knowing that healthcare is my thing and I, I like helping people and, you know, when people aren't well and they're going through a hard time. So there's so many opportunities in and around healthcare. Breast Friends was one of those areas and also, you know, the fact that I could volunteer at, at a hospital. So just people need to look inside themselves and, and their interests. Another thing was that, you know, I, I love gardening. So that's why I looked into the Friends of Trees because yeah. plants are so important. And you could nourish all these aspects of yourself through volunteering because say you, you have one job to do and, and, you know, for a living, but your volunteer activities can underscore all your hobbies, you know? So mm -hmm. if my band plays at a benefit concert, the Blowfrogs played for Tour de Cure, for example, you know, you're helping another organization through one of your hobbies and it's all volunteer work. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that they talk about is really understanding not what you want to, I mean, what you want to do obviously is key, but why do you want to volunteer? And there's, there's so many thoughts, you know, like Gail, you talked earlier about moving to a new side of town. And one of the reasons you wanted to volunteer was to get to know your community better. And you know, there are a lot of reasons a person might want to volunteer. And, and that's probably a worthwhile question to ask yourself, you know, do I want to meet new people? Do I want to just try something new? Do I want to um, do something with my spare time because I'm bored and I'm spending too much time in front of the refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> all lot those of, things. A lot, of, a lot of different, you know, reasons why a person might want to volunteer. And then again, obviously going to your passion. And and if it's okay with you, I want to, I'd like to share a little something that I share with a lot of my audiences when I'm out speaking. You know, we hear a lot of talk about, you know, your passion and your purpose. And, and I think that the words are easily interchanged by people, but they really are different things. And I want to kind of share this because some time ago, I don't even remember when, a couple, three years ago, I came up with this formula when trying to discover what your purpose is. And the formula is your gift plus your passion equals your purpose. And what that really refers to is, you know, your gift and your passion are not the same thing. Your gift is something that you can do, you know, better than most. Gail, you said you love to cook and you are one heck of a cook. So well, to you. me, your cooking is a gift. You know, you've, you've, got a, you've got a natural skill at that that just seems to come so easy for you. So that, that's a gift. You know, Sharon, you've got this huge gift of compassion. I mean, it's, compassion is not something that, that people can learn real easily. It's something that you kind of just have innately. And that and your listening, those are, those are gifts. And so if you take your gift, the thing that God's given you to be, you know, contribute to, to this world, basically, and use that gift. And then find out, figure out what you're passionate about. What do you care about? And, you know, I, I care a lot about breast cancer and this cause and this issue. I mean, I've battled it so many times. I don't want women to go through this alone. And if we can find a way to communicate and give them hope, that's, that's what I'm passionate about. But for me, my gift is being on a stage and talking to a large audience. And, and so if I can do that and talk, you know, talk, do this in front of women that have, are battling breast cancer, that is combining my gift of being able to speak without fainting um, you know, or falling down, whatever. Right. And and I'm passionate about the, the cause that I'm speaking about. Those are the two things that when I put those together, I realize that that is my purpose here on earth. And my purpose isn't over yet, even though I'm in my fifth battle for 
breast cancer right now, and and it is stage four metastatic, and I'm in a trial, and I'm not ready to give up <laughs> anytime soon. I still have 18 more states I have to go speak in before Absolutely. I check that yeah. off my bucket list. But uh-huh. but that's kind of a key, you know. Gail, wouldn't you agree when you're thinking about volunteering? I mean, you don't want to go in and do something that is really hard for you to do, but figure out what you're really good at. If you're a yeah. great bookkeeper and you're passionate about about pets, you know, animals, go volunteer to be a bookkeeper in a homeless, I mean, in a homeless shelter, well, that too, but, you know, in, a, in an humane animal society. shelter. society. Yes. Yeah, right, right, so right. it's taking your gift and your passion and putting them together. And when you do that, your volunteerism experience will be so much more rewarding, I think. That's a great point, Becky. You made me think about, I have volunteered with my cooking You know, we've fed um, the families at the Ronald McDonald House. People are going through a tough time and you you cook for other people. So, you know, it it is interesting that even a hobby that you might not think anything of can be turned into a volunteer experience that benefits others. Absolutely. Yeah. So just wanted to share that because I know I've shared it on this program a, a couple times, but, you know, I think it comes out differently each time a little bit, but, um, and it also depends on where you are in your life right now. So, yeah. um, you know, and, oh, and if ahead, you've ne- and I was just going to say one last thing. And if you've never volunteered, it's okay, but I think your life will be just that much richer if you decide to just dabble a little bit. Yeah. Like like the girls were saying about your gift and your passion. And maybe you don't even know what you're passionate about. And that's okay, too. But just try something that might look interesting yeah. and and then test it out. Yeah, you know, I talked to a lady one time that was this fabulous photographer, I mean, she could just capture the heart of whatever she was shooting, and but she was also passionate about homelessness. And so taking her photography and creating a photo journal program on homelessness, she could actually capture the plight of America's homeless through photographs. And it's mm. it's really powerful, I it's mean, when, when you combine powerful. the two together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I wanted to share that, but we are out of time. So <laughs> I hate to like Aww. jump back in after I was cut off for <laughs> most of this program. I have to go back and listen to it. That's but okay. thank you, Gail, so much for being on our show You're today. Welcome. And and taking the time. Um, We love you so much, and we're so thankful that you are part of what we're doing. We want to thank helpguide.org for their wonderful resource that you were able to to utilize. And I know that you already know those things, but it's kind of nice to have a place where people can go and and see it. So I I do want to just let you know that um, we are publicly supported, so please consider making a donation to Breast Friends to keep this program alive. And we will be back next week. Until then, remember... There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.